Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to a Lore Party minigame, a podcast about our favorite video games and the stories they tell. I'm Mike Ferris. I don't watch normal TV that often. But lately when I do, I've been overwhelmed by the number of trailers for the remake of Death Wish, starring Bruce Willis and directed by schlock auteur Eli Roth. You're not a cop! Somebody has to do it! Everybody's watching this viral video. Is this dude right for taking the law into his own hands? Hey! Is he a hero? He saved my life. Or is it wrong? You're cock-locked and ready to rock. While I'm not surprised that Hollywood is now diving deep and remaking crummy 70s exploitation films, I am surprised by the tone of the film. It's straight out of Reagan-era sensibilities, where men were men, women were women, and the only way to stop bad guys with guns is an old white guy with a gun. It's weird. It's either the most tone-deaf movie in recent memory or the most cynical bit of counter-programming. It got me thinking about what games tackle the topics of masculinity and gender and violence and the relationships between them. The game in question came as a surprise to me. They fucked with the wrong country. Come and fucking get me, you fascist Nazi pig. And if tonight we see you on the streets with a knife, or just your clenched fist fighting the powers that be, then you are one of us. In my search, I thought I'd be talking about some indie game on Steam or a mobile app store. I did not expect it to be the insanely over-the-top reboot of the classic Wolfenstein franchise, developed by Machine Games and published by Bethesda. Unlike other recent remakes of 90s-era first-person shooters such as Doom, Duke Nukem Forever, Rise of the Triad, and Shadow Warrior, the modern Wolfenstein titles do not simply try to recapture the magic of the classic games. Both Wolfenstein The New Order and Wolfenstein II The New Colossus forge their own paths with new characters, new stories told with modern sensibilities and sensitivities. A great microcosm of this new path is the changes done to the protagonist of the Wolfenstein series, B.J. Blaskowitz. For nearly two decades worth of games, Blaskowitz was barely a character. He was mostly just an avatar for the player to run around environments and gun down Nazis. He had no history no backstory, or even a personality. Attempts to characterize him mostly fell flat just by going for the typical man's man with a gun and forgettable one-liners. By contrast, in the modern titles, BJ is a well-rounded character who uses the violence only as a means to obtain greater things and to create a peaceful future for everybody. BJ does not necessarily even enjoy the violence he uses against the Nazis. He's just really good at it. Not too soon after the beginning of the New Order, BJ comes across a shell-shocked soldier, and instead of berating the soldier for having fears, BJ brings him a little bit of comfort and teaches him a coping technique. You all right there, kid? Sir, my eyes are watering, and I think I'm going to be sick. Is this normal? It's just nerves. Let me teach you a trick. Inhale. Count to four. Exhale. Count to four. All there is to it. 
It's a small detail, yes, but I think it's an important one that sets up BJ's motivations and personality. He's not a typical alpha male who just wants to rule over his subordinates. He's a nurturer and measures success in helping others instead of just helping himself. BJ also has no ambitions to be the leader of the resistance movement, and is instead happy to leave that responsibility into the hands of Caroline, an old war buddy of his. He knows his place in the social structure. Caroline represents the future. BJ is just a tool to make that future into a reality. The more overt themes of masculinity appear in Wolfenstein II, the new Colossus. Caroline dies at the hands of the Nazis, and BJ is obligated to pick up the pieces, and he is ill-equipped to lead on his own, and instead defers to the other women in the resistance group. Primarily among them is Grace Walker, who leads a group of female codebreakers, who are similar to the women featured in the movie Hidden Figures. When they meet, Grace and BJ talk about the traditional opinions of masculinity. Monsters did this. Not monsters. Men. Look, I'm sorry for your loss, Mr. Blaskowitz. For a little I spoke with Caroline, she seemed like a hell of a woman. She had balls of steel. Balls. Why is it that balls are always used to some fucking default definition of bad assery? Small, little, delicate things. Resting all snug and warm and cozy and comfortable in their little wrinkly wrapper of fucking skin. Shit. <laughs> that is a mystery. <laughs> sure, the scene itself is a bit on the ham-fisted side, but I think it makes sense in the context of the world of Wolfenstein. Men in Germany created the Nazis. Men dropped the bomb onto New York City. Men surrendered to the Nazis, and men refused to fight back. After all, white men are relatively safe in this universe. This concept of safety is exemplified in a scene in which BJ is confronted by his father. When the Nazis came rolling into America, BJ Sr. immediately sold out his Jewish wife to the Nazis in exchange for a little bit of farmland in the country, away from the Nazis and away from the people he wronged. He sold out his wife for the dying gasp of the American dream. The scene pits the old masculine traits of the self-reliant man who stops at nothing to improve his own standings in life against the modern traits of diversity, cooperation, and standing up for the disenfranchised and discriminated. This duality comes across in gameplay as well. There's a sequence, about in the middle of the game, in which BJ is captured by the Nazis and put on trial. The sequence immediately goes right back into typical gameplay of over-the-top action, and it's a blast! But not long after the action subsides, BJ opens a door and sees his mother, looking the same as she did when he was in his childhood. We see it in flashbacks. It's obvious at this point the sequence is merely a dream, and the scene contains something I've never seen in an action movie or action game. Our buff and tough hero collapses and cries. I thought I'd never see you again. Oh, Billy. Life is full of unexpected things. Some make you cheerful. And some break your heart. I wasn't there when you needed me. I ran out on you. It hurts so much, Billy. It felt like my heart was being ripped out of my chest when you left. But all hardship is temporary. Do you know this? Most of it is inevitable. 
I hid to stay behind so that you could leave. And now you're the one in trouble. Do not worry for me. My troubles are all for my son. I don't want to go back out there. I can't do this anymore. You are strong, Billy. We are survivors, you and I. We keep fighting even when we do not know how. You cannot help but be my son. I'm having twins, Mom. They're not born yet. I want to see them. I wanted you to see them. I miss you. We will be together soon. BJ Blaskowitz is not a masculine man and a hero just because he's killed Nazis. He's a positive masculine figure because what he truly wants in life is to be a good father, a good husband. He's aware of his privileges of being a white male in a Nazi-ridden world and fights in order to make sure that everyone, regardless of ethnicity, gender, or orientation, can have the same privileges as he. Thanks for listening. Come and fucking get me, you white-ass fascist Nazi pig. This Lord Party minigame is executive produced by Abu Zafar and produced by me, Michael Ferris. Check out our website, loreparty.com, and follow us on Twitter at lore underscore party. Subscribe to Lore Party in your favorite podcasting app and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow the show. Thanks again for listening.